0: Crossover podcast to show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for sports as we are talking the conference championship games in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Craig Needles. How are you, Craig? Doing well. All right. Yeah, you had a good you had a good three and uh, three and one week uh, last yeah, I'm week.
1: I'm having a good playoff so far. Yeah, know. you are
0: six and four right now. Billy, you're seven and three. Billy is rounding out the trifecta as always. How are you doing, Bill?
2: I am doing well, thank you.
0: Yeah, you've been you've been hot so far, Bill. I gotta I gotta say you only missed on Kansas City. And you only missed out on the four in a week because of, of that glorious glorious spread covering field goal that they kicked at the end of that game, which not only covered the Jacksonville spread, but also stayed the course on the under. So that was just Oh, it was magic. Absolute magic that, that, that game. A little upset I missed the The only over I took, because all all four games went under in the divisional round, the only over I took was uh, Eagles-Giants. And one team scored 38 points, and I still did not hit that over. So, uh, damn you, New York Giants, for not being able to move the ball even just a little bit in that football game. Uh, But it is what it is. We're here talking the national championship games, but before we get into the championship games, we should talk about some of the ramifications that have come out of the, the divisional matchups a little bit, and uh, some of the some of the hirings going on. Um, some of the teams that have lost. Uh, I don't feel like we need to discuss discuss much in the way of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they put that shitty Urban Meyer year behind them. Doug Peterson did great. They got a playoff win, one of the all-time great comebacks. They sort of held their own with the Chiefs, maybe left a few points on the table. They're going to add Calvin Ridley, what is essentially a free Calvin Ridley uh, next year. Uh, I, th- I think it's all systems go ahead for the Jaguars. What do you think, Craig?
1: Yeah, I uh, I think the same thing. And They've got some relatively uh... – benign cuts that can create a lot of cap space for them. So they'll yeah. be able to spend some money this offseason too if they're so inclined to do that. So yeah. uh yeah that'll that's gonna be a better team than the one we just saw. The the team that comes out uh comes out uh for the start of the twenty twenty three season.
0: Yeah. Biggest problem they have is the fact that they're an AFC team, unfortunately. The New but York they're an
1: AFC South team. True. So, so that should guarantee them you know, a playoff, playoff. spot.
0: Yeah, yeah, that should guarantee them a home playoff game for sure. Uh, the New York Giants got pasted by the Eagles, and there there was a lot of kind of Giants. Uh, I think the, the, the public was, was very much on the Giants after they uh, upset your uh, Minnesota Vikings there, Bill. I'm using upset kind of in quotations. If you're the New York Giants, it, the, the, basically the biggest thing they have going into next year is what do we do with Daniel Jones? In your opinion, Billy, what do you think the Giants should uh, or should not do with Daniel Jones, considering they got his, like he's a free agent?
2: Yeah, I, I think you could make a pretty strong argument that he's not a franchise QB, but I don't think you'll find someone better. So what what choice do you have, right? Like I think you kind of have to ride this one out. You probably just need to build around him to the point that he just needs to, to manage the game because I, I think he is capable of that. Uh, but I'm not a huge Daniel Jones fan, even though I think he did have a decent season.
0: He proved me wrong for sure. I was definitely not a Daniel Jones guy, but but this season, like I, I thought that a lot of his stuff was at best, as the kids would say mid uh but he he definitely proved me pretty wrong this year but I I still don't think he's necessarily a a get over the hump guy I think he might be in that like Kirk Cousins Derek Carr kind of thing where it's like how far can you truly go with this guy so I don't know I think the goal might be if you're the Giants because I think you have to bring him back based on how he's performed but um, I think the goal might be to try to keep the contract short Greg what do you think
1: uh, you, what you all well, you can hypothetically give him a big deal that has a lot of uh outs with ungu- with non-guaranteed mm-hmm. money. Yeah. But I I just I I don't know if you have to bring Daniel Jones back is true.
0: Okay. Like speak on it. Like, it.
1: I don't know. Is, isn't Derek Carr better than Daniel Jones is?
0: Uh I would I would say so, but like is Derek Carr that
1: much better than Daniel yeah, Jones, right? Uh, like you they're both free agents, like Yeah. It, it, Like, if, like, the cost may be the same. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Because they're not like both Barkley's a free agent, too, is the other thing. uh So, like, only one of them's getting the franchise tag, obviously. That's the rules. So, I don't know if, 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 so, I'm not sure you're going to lose one or the other necessarily. All I'm saying is if you franchise Barkley, you don't have to necessarily pay Jones. You can go and look at the market. I think. Jimmy Garoppolo, like I am I'm, I'm very much not a Daniel Jones believer to be to be clear. I think Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo is better than he is too. Uh, so, I don't know.
0: Eh, I mean maybe. I mean Garoppolo's been to a bowl. We have to give him that. So
1: Yeah. Like I, like I just I think the body of work shows that Garoppolo's a better player than Daniel Jones is. So Yeah, and, and Garoppolo would have a ring if, if... you're you're offering a guy, you know, fifty million dollars guaranteed over three years. I would take Carr or Garoppolo before I would take Daniel Jones.
0: Yeah, I mean Garoppolo would have. We we are living in a world where Garoppolo would, would have a ring if the Niners could have defended. What was it like a fourth and a tw- third and twenty or whatever that whatever that play was against the when Mahomes just heaved it up the hill. Yeah,
1: and there's also yeah there was, there was that there was that play and there's also you know he missed the throw by a couple of inches to Emmanuel Sanders that probably would have won them the game. So. Uh, oh, and, did, and, and somebody, with, and somebody
0: dropped an intercept. There was a there was a like insane, easily dropped INT last year against the Rams too. That would have sent them back to the Super Bowl. So,
1: yes, also crazy. That.
0: Yeah, crazy, yep. crazy so, stuff.
1: Like, I just I think that um, to me the, the the if you're the Giants, you don't have to go bring back anyone. You have other options this spring. Yeah. Yeah,
0: probably not smartly smart. Alright, Buffalo Bills got absolutely pasted. Pasted by the Bengals. And I don't and and I don't think the outcome would have been much different in the um, what has become known now as the DeMar Hamlin game where that unfortunate incident and we're glad that he is uh recovering nicely and not dead as some fucking morons on the internet have decided to start some sort of conspiracy i'm actually ashamed of myself that i even even breathe life into that on my podcast but if you're one of those people doing that kindly fuck you and all right moving on from that dumb topic uh, what do you do if you're the bills here man because i don't know everything was lined up if you're the bill if you're the bill's uh, obviously this is one of the most overused phrases in all of sports but this was your year if you're the if you're the buffalo bills it was all there for you you were number one in dvoa you had josh allen everybody sans von miller was was pretty healthy you had the bengals in
1: josh buffalo. allen's cap number was 16 million dollars
0: Yep, josh allen's cap number had not yet spiked it you it the game was in Orchard Park. It was snowing. It was cold. It was everything you wanted it to be, and you got handled by that. You had Demar. You had Demar Hamlin come in and pump the crowd up, and there was energy and juice in the building. And you lay an egg in the divisional round against the Bengals at home. Ah man, that's that's bad. Especially after you you know you got the revenge of of. You know, like you had the lackluster performance against the Dolphins the week before, and, and the, when the Dolphins are running out Skyler Thompson, and, and it just... Mm. See, it wasn't a good look, especially after 13 seconds last year, right? It's just strange. I don't know. I mean, the Bills are still going to be a force going forward, but they're one of those teams where we now have to question, are, are they going to be like the Bills of past, where it's just like, are we just never going to completely buy them about getting it done in the playoffs? What do you think, Craig?
1: Uh, I, I don't know if I'd go that far, but this was their best chance. Here's the thing. There may be a playoff year where just the bracket breaks for them. You don't, you don't know sure. whether that's going to happen or not. But um, Josh Allen's number on the cap next year per over the cap is $39 million. That's a lot more than the 16 it was this past year. And the Bills themselves are $19 million over the cap. Uh, now... So they're going to have to do some surgery this offseason and cut guys who were playing on their team or do some restructures or whatever happens to be. It might be big time restructure time and they can they can move some money down the road. They may even have to restructure Allen's contract already. Like they can save a lot of money doing that. So they could make some moves like that. Maybe you restructure digs. uh Uh, maybe you restructure, you know, you're getting into a dangerous territory, here. maybe you restructure Matt Milano, you know, you kind of move things down the road. I don't know what they're going to do, but they've got to pour over the cap, get about $19 million off the books to just be cap compliant, and that doesn't even account for draft class and things along those lines. So the Bills are going to need to make some difficult decisions. They've got some big free agents as well. Jordan Poyer's a free agent. uh, There's a few guys along the offensive line. So this is going to be a situation where, the bills draft record over the last few years is going to come back to haunt them a little bit. Cause you like, and they've drafted guys who are, who are contributors. Like Greg Russo is a contributor. Like he's, he's a good situational edge guy. That's, that's fine. But you haven't really hit a home run with a star in the draft since you got Allen and, and, and Edmonds and Edmonds was in the same draft and Edmonds is a free agent too. So they, they've got some difficult choices that are coming up here. They are a team that can't run the ball. And have not been able to run the ball consistently. That's for, the biggest
2: problem, I think. Like, yeah, you can't win a game at this level in the NFL when you're rushing for two, three yards a carry.
1: You just can't. Yeah, and teams are not worried about you running. Like their their biggest rushing threat, obviously, is is Allen. Yeah, and 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 they're hesitant to use that all the time in the regular season, which makes sense. I understand why you're hesitant to use that, but that's their. That's the biggest rushing threat. So I don't know what exactly it is they do, but they've got some contracts that you can't really do much with. So you can't really do much with Von Miller's deal. You can't do that much with Tre'Davious White's deal. So they're they've got some complicated stuff coming up. You can't even do that much with Dawson Knox deal to be honest. He's got a six million cap hit next year. Oof. And uh, I, I I don't think Dawson Knox is a bad player, but is like can you not find a tight end that does most of the stuff he does in like the second round of the draft pretty quick?
0: Yeah maybe, maybe yeah. not so, his uh, maybe not his consistency with the any time touchdown bet, but
1: uh, no, <laughs> but yeah for sure. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the thing is that Dachins isn't going anywhere because there there's uh, 17 million dollars in dead money if you got him. So uh-huh. he's not going anywhere. So I, I don't know what it, what it, exactly it is they're going to do, but they've got some difficult choices to make this offseason. and you know Brandon Bean said it. he kind of came off sounding like a bit of a bit of a whiner. But when he was taught, when he was asked, sort of, hey, what's the difference between your roster and the Bengals? And he's like, well, I'm just glad we didn't have to suck bad enough to get Jamar Chase. Like, yeah, that was Jamar Chase.
0: Very like, sour grapesy. Yeah, yeah he's, he's also on the team and not he's really true. good.
1: So, yeah, yeah. like just f- figure something, figure it out. You know, like he, also, Jamar Chase is on, he, He's good, and I, I, and the Bengals have the biggest advantage in the NFL right now, which is they've got an elite quarterback and an elite wide receiver on rookie deals. And the Bengals, to their credit in the years where this has gone on in Borough... Well, not even... The years where they've had both these players, they've gone to the Super Bowl and almost won, and now here they are in the AFC Championship game. So the Bengals have taken advantage of this. Uh, we'll see if they can fully take advantage of it over the next three weeks.
0: And the Jamar Chase thing was... was Now, people weren't chastising the, uh, the Bengals for picking Jamar Chase. They just thought that um, maybe... Uh, they should have used that drag because I believe that was the sixth overall pick that they had because that was the year Burrow blew out his knee because the offensive line. Uh, yeah, sorry. The offensive line was so terrible. And I believe the Lions had the pick right after Jamar Chase and they used it to it was take. Two picks later. Yeah, to take Sewell, right? And Sewell no. has been pretty much everything is advertised, plus, and then no, Sanford.
1: The there was a Detroit lot of as well. debate among Bengals fans yeah. and there was a lot of debate among, you know, football watchers and i and i had kind of a, mm-hmm. a very respectful debate with a bengals fan who's like it's got to be chase it's got to be chase it's got to be chase and mm-hmm. i said well i don't know man you can't really keep burrow straight up so maybe you want to go with sewell it turned out there was no wrong answer to that particular discussion <laughs> exactly uh, but right? obviously mm-hmm. if you're the bengals you don't want any redos no yeah
0: and if you're the lions you're like sure that's well right like so yeah it, it worked out better it's it just one of those right, you're right it just had no no wrong answer um Ah, strange. Uh, Moving on to the last team, the Dallas Cowboys, who, man, for all the Brett Maher stuff that went in there, uh, might have been the most consistent. I I just, I'm a little upset. The the one thing I'm upset about that we didn't get to come on and talk about last week during the wild card was, like, I could not believe they didn't cut his ass and bring somebody in. It was just, like, oh, that was insane. But the Cowboys got pretty handled by the Niners. They were kind of in it. And somehow managed to find an even more embarrassing play, a, a, a last-second play against the Cowboys. Last time the it end was, was bad. I, I don't know what that was.
1: Like, it came down to one quarterback through two interceptions. The other mm-hmm. one didn't. And the, yeah. the one who did was the guy who was the last pick in the draft. and one who did made $40 yeah. million dollars this year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that last play was was beyond embarrassing. I don't I understand saw some... how the play was there.
0: No, I saw somebody oh, call oh. it the hook and the hook and satter, which I was <laughs> like, that's tremendous <laughs> because yeah, it's clear that they were trying to do some sort of like get it to a guy who pitched it back, and then he had you know the receivers already out there blocking and what. It just it, it, you can see. What the thought process was, but like the, the fact that the Niners even saw the formation took the time out, and we're like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" Couple with like the Dalton Schultz with just two blunders on the plays on the on the two plays prior, because like they should have been at like the fifty yard line and had a reasonable Hail, Hail Mary, but weren't, and it was just I don't know. Dallas Cowboys,
1: um, I mean five million bucks over the cap already.
0: Yeah, five million over the cap, They've and that's free agents too. Yeah, and they have to figure out whether or not uh, Mike McCarthy's coming back, or whether it's going to be the the rumored uh, well, Sean Payton nonsense. Uh, what do you think uh, on this one, uh, Craig? I
1: I think that if Mike McCarthy wasn't coming back, wouldn't we know by now?
0: It's a good point. I think you're right.
1: You've got it. You've got to get in on the head coaching carousel, and like if you're firing your head coach after the divisional or the uh, yeah the divisional playoff round. You've got to do it immediately because the coaching carousel has already been moving for a few weeks before you've done that, right? So, yeah. To me, if you're firing him now, like that, that's 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 incompetent. If you're going to fire him, he had to go on Monday morning. Uh, yeah. The five days have made a difference. So, I suspect he's back. As for what they do with their roster, I don't know. Um, Tyron Smith, I suspect he could either get cut or or restructured. Ezekiel Elliott's probably gone. That's what I would think. But, uh,
0: yeah, it looks yeah, like they're. I, just, I think like they're this, ready Zeke's for the Pollard.
1: Yeah. You don't do anything with his with his money. And Pollard's a free agent, by the way. Uh, yeah. Zeke's cap at next year is sixteen point seven million dollars. You can't. Well, but, you, just, well, you just can't.
0: Well, yeah. I guess Pollard's not going to be back either now. Because are you bringing a guy who just shattered his Achilles back uh, as a free agent? I don't. It was an. Uh, think it was, so. was
1: it Achilles or was it ankle? Ankle. Uh,
0: I thought. Either I publicly uh, looked that up, but I, I, I thought it was uh, one of those real way. bad ones.
1: Yeah regardless of which one it is that's going to to hurt his market obviously which is too bad but this is obviously yeah. a problem
0: you're that. right it, it was the ankle but he did have surgery on it so like for yeah, a guy yeah. who so relies we'll just, on that uh, lateral movement
1: yeah mm, that's a like shame. obviously that's that's going to hurt his market so i don't yeah. like i don't like the cowboys might be able to bring him back because maybe he's not going to be all that expensive True. depending yeah. on what to the, rest of the market bears for yeah. him right
2: but you don't need to pay sixty million a year for a change of pace back.
1: No, no. and that's what they're doing. You can't pay you can't pay Zeke sixteen million dollars to keep him. That you just you you no. can't do it. And you look at some of the other spots on the on the roster where perhaps they can they can make some decisions and, and, and clear up some money. And there are a few. Um, but they're gonna have to do that because this is uh, this is getting awkward. <laughs> you know, like it's uh, and and like honestly going into the going into the off season with. Only over the cap by five million dollars That's relatively low for this Franchise Um, So This as as far as the Cowboys Might be concerned they actually have some room to maneuver But uh, Dak's cap it next year And I would assume he's getting restructured But Dak's cap it next year is forty nine million dollars Which will be the highest one in the league Yeah Like like, You can't no, it, it, Dak Not
0: is. Yeah, exactly. They they got to do something about it. Uh, Billy, what do you think to cow? What do you what do you think about the state of the Cowboys heading into next season?
2: Yeah, I, I think with only five million over, I don't think they need to, and they could afford to probably lose a little bit on defense. They probably just need to pick that offense up, and get a little bit more reliable there. You can't score twelve points against San Francisco and expect well.
1: You manage. need you need playmakers on offense whose name isn't C.D. Lamb. Yeah, yeah I don't have any.
2: Like, got, like actually, I mean. Schultz is your average tight end. But, yeah, uh, T.Y. He's free he's just a little Over the yeah. hill. All is not doing much. So you need to find somebody in there, that secondary receiver, that can just get one-on-one coverage whenever you want because C.D. Lamb is on the other side of the field. Probably
0: shouldn't have given Amari Cooper away for a fifth in retrospect.
2: Oh. No. Yeah, nah.
1: of course. Like, the whole roster gets changed if you didn't do that. True. You know? I mean, it, it, but, it that that wasn't house guess, of cards well, for sure. Like, well, but here's here's the, here's the mistake. Like, like, you had to give away Amari Cooper because you were up against the cap and he had a 23 yeah. million dollar cap number or something or a little bit more than that. Uh, you had to do that. What you didn't have to do, like the Zeke contract, as soon as the ink was dry, there was y- yeah. concern that it might be a problem. Yeah. You know, that was a and... product of a. They were
0: the last team to realize. Like the Cowboys were the last team to realize, hey, don't you know, draft a running back with a super high first round draft pick. And they were the first ones to realize also don't pay, you know, your running backs, a huge cap hit. They they were the last team in the NFL to realize both those things, it would seem. So,
1: yeah, yeah, they've got some difficult, yeah.
0: Um, before we get into the championship matchups, couple of hirings, uh, Frank Reich, new head coach of the, uh, of the Panthers. I, I mean, I, I like Frank Reich and I do think he should be a head coach. And clearly he got like one of the shittiest slash rawest deals of all time in, uh, Indy where, uh, not only did Jim Irsay not surround him with, a talent or any sort of quarterback to play, but also fired him so he could hire his drinking buddy to embarrass himself over the course of the back half of the season, including the, uh, the worst, uh, loss of all time, courtesy of Bill's Viking, like the worst comeback loss of all time, courtesy of Billy's Vikings there. Um, I did kind of was hoping that, uh, they would let Wilkes take it the distance though. For the Panthers, I was hoping Reich would go somewhere else, uh, maybe to your Broncos or something, Craig. But uh, I, I wanted to see Wilkes uh, get a shot, get a full full shot there because he he made stuff happen once they once they uh, gave him kind of full reign. I thought I don't know the the Panthers were frisky; they kept the Lions out of the playoffs. What did you think about this, Craig?
1: Um, I like Frank Reich, so. Yeah, I may mean, be the wrong guy to ask. I never didn't even want interviewing Frank Reich, but I I, I think that's a, a decent hire. That said, there was definitely something to keeping Steve Wilkes, and I, I know the players wanted them to do that, and we've seen that reported. So that is that is frustrating. Um, yeah, I'm 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 curious to see, obviously, what the quarterback situation is going to be like there. I would suspect there's going to be some consideration of drafting a quarterback in that spot. Um or maybe even trading it up. So we'll see.
0: But uh, speaking of Broncos coaches, former Broncos coach, Mr. One and Done, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, just hired as the offensive coordinator for the New York football Jets, which is insane to me considering how horrific the uh, Broncos offense looked the entire season uh, with that man at the helm. But uh, here we are. And there seems to be some speculation that this is going to lead to Aaron Rodgers, who has been, Peter King has reported that he is available, allegedly. Billy. Does Aaron Rodgers fulfill his Brett Favre destiny and become a quarterback of the New York Jets for at least one season? What do you think?
2: <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think... He would be enough to make that much of a difference. The Jets, but I think it would be fun to see. I'd like, to I'd like to see, yeah, I'd like to see Rogers somewhere else. I think at this point he's either washed or doesn't care. And if he goes somewhere else and cares, maybe there's some life there. But if he goes somewhere else and he's still washed, then it is what it is. So I'd like to see him move. I think that'd be interesting. I think it would hurt the Packers. And there's very few things I like more than that. <laughs>
0: That's true. I mean, I mean, I don't know. The, obviously, the worst case scenario for that be is if they, uh, they, they do make that trade and then Jordan Love turns into something. But I, I don't know. I Shut, don't, up. I'm, I'm, Shut I, up. I just don't. I just. I haven't. Like, I mean, we we knew it could kind of happen with Aaron Rodgers. But I I think we've seen yeah. Jordan Love play enough to be like. I don't think he's necessarily like the jury's still out on him being complete trash. I just don't see him becoming another. Uh, Another of Aaron Rodgers type knock on wood I guess because <laughs> if, if it happens a third time I might just I might just jump off the roof of my uh, yep. uh, of my home which wouldn't kill me by the way um, so uh, uh, I don't know Craig what do you think Aaron Roger uh, Aaron Rodgers plays for who in the start in next September
1: uh. I don't want to guess. This is like <laughs> I like. I don't know. Like I'm I, I'm sick of talking about this. When he gets traded, we'll talk about it. All
0: right. all right, all okay. right, all right. Fair enough. Screw that guy. All right, moving on to the actual stuff. Let's uh, talk about the uh, championship games that are happening on Sunday. First up, the San Francisco 49ers head to Philly. To take on the Eagles and a line that opened up at Eagles minus one and a half and has seen some modest movement compared to the other game uh, down to Eagles minus two and a half where it is currently settled. Uh, Tail of the tape for these two teams Philadelphia nine and nine against the spread all season so a fairly reliable team. And San Francisco, one of the top teams against the spread, 13-6. and six. They've been very good. DVOA-wise, these two teams are 2-3, Niners being the team that is in second. Um, so these are the two best teams that the uh, NFC has to offer for, according to DVOA. And in fact, the, of the four teams that are participating, four of them are... Uh, all four of them are top five DVOA teams. The only top five DVOA team to not make it is the Buffalo Bills, who are still sitting at uh, first in DVOA, even after laying just the massive, massivest of eggs, which is not a word, but just the biggest egg uh, in the divisional round. Uh, the total for this game, 46.5. Um... It seems like there's a lot of money and a lot of public action on the Eagles, so uh, the, the the Sharps and the uh, sharps and the public are both on the Eagles. Uh, I'm joining them as well. I'm laying the two and a half. Craig, I know that you're on the Niners, so uh, why don't you go ahead and, and state your case for the uh, San Francisco 49ers getting a road victory?
1: Uh, the Eagles were 21st in DVOA against the run on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, Solid. and the 49ers are really, really good at running the football. Uh, we've seen That's been the, the recipe for beating the Eagles this year, be it the Saints, be it the Washington uh, football commanders, I guess. Um, that's been the recipe, is run the ball, keep their offense off the field, control the clock. The Niners can do that, and I think they will be able to do it. Okay. Um, My counter
0: to that would be and I do like Brock Purdy and I, I do think that unless this is some sort of full Jake DeLome by Brock Purdy, which I don't think it'll be. Uh, I do think Brock Purdy is going to be under center for the San Francisco 49ers in September, even though I don't think they're going to win this game. Um, Brock Purdy will be the fifth rookie quarterback in NFL history to start a championship game. The previous four are 0-4 straight up and have thrown four TDs and nine interceptions combined. So there is precedent for the championship game to kind of squeeze these rookies a little bit here. And I do think that that will happen. I do think that Brock, uh, that Purdy is has shown a lot he... He had a couple of... There were a couple of balls there that could have been intercepted, and I don't think um Dallas took advantage. And you mentioned earlier, Craig, that it came down to uh, uh one quarterback threw two interceptions and made $40 million, and the other was Mr. Irrelevant and didn't. But I just think it'll be a different monster going into Philadelphia with the angriest fan base the NFL has to offer hooting and hollering at Adam. Um... I just think it'll be a little bit tough. I think the environment will be a lot weirder. It's just so tough to go into Philly. I respect both these teams. I think these two teams are just great matchups for each other quite frankly I think they 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 kind of are like I don't want to say like one's rock and the other scissors but it's I don't know it's 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 just they, they they both I feel like they both can can have both offenses can have success uh, in this matchup which is why total wise i'm I'm on the over in this game which is insane for me to do in a, in a championship game, but I am, I am tentatively taking the over. God, I'm taking the favorite, the home, the home, short home favorite in the over. What a square I am. Uh, but that's what I'm doing, and I do, I do think that basically just having the rookie quarterback finally gets to the Niners in this one, and then maybe we see some of that conservative Kyle Shanahan creep up in, in this one. Uh, I'm on the Eagles. Craig's on the 49ers. Billy, what do you think? Tiebreaker.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you here, Pierce. I, I think that this Philadelphia defense is going to be able to confuse purdy but uh, if you can put him in third and long situations i think you're going to get a lot of uh of punting craig is clearly on the logic that there's not going to be a lot of third and log situations because of a strong running game i think there there will be just the occasional loss of one loss of two and i don't know that purdy's going to be able to recover from those situations like he has in the past he has played great um, but he has just managed the game, and I think this defense will be able to confuse him. So I, I kind of like Philly here. I, th- I think. Like, if Purdy were
1: to go, if Purdy were to go seventeen for twenty nine with two hundred and eleven and a and a pick, would that shock you guys?
2: Nope. No, that's no. basically
1: what he did last game, right?
2: Yeah,
1: that was Taylor Heineke's line in a game in which the Washington Commander scored thirty two points against the Eagles.
0: Yeah. That's fair.
1: You don't need to be. You don't need to be great throwing the ball. Now the Eagles turned the ball over a few times, but the Niners. Yeah, that yeah, was that was a weird don't Monday be- Night
0: Football game, though, right? That because I, I had the I had be the the be- Niner, the Commanders in that game.
1: Against this particular defense, in order to move the ball, against this particular defense, uh, eighteen for twenty-two for two hundred and five, and the score was Andy Dalton's line against this team. But the Saints ran the ball really well, and they won the game. Now, that was a gardner Minshew start, but, you know, you know, I just think that the, the blueprint to beat these guys is there, and the 49ers may be the best team in the league at doing the stuff you need to do to beat these guys, which is running the ball, being efficient with it. You don't want to be chucking it all over them. That's that's what they want you to do.
2: No, but you, know, you they, still they don't need to complete 20, 25 passes, and I think that a rookie quarterback against a really tough defense, it's tough to complete 20 passes.
1: I think that you can, you may, might be able to score a bunch of points against this team without doing that. Like, cause think about the way the Niners, the ways plural, the Niners can run the ball. It's not just McCaffrey, it's Mitchell, it's Samuel. They have all sorts of different stuff. They can do all sorts of different ways they can line up. Yeah. And that's why they've been so successful since McCaffrey got there. And by successful, I mean, they haven't lost a game. Um, is because of all the different stuff they can do, and if the Eagles are having trouble with sort of the, some of the other benign running games in the league, m- might they not have a little more trouble with this one? They're like the Giants, uh, the Giants' problem was they were just getting scored on every time that the Eagles had the ball, so they couldn't try to run it. Um, I, I don't know if that's going to happen to the 49ers. I think their defense is a whole lot better.
0: Yeah, I'm going to know basically in the first quarter uh, if I like the minus two in the Eagles, I, th- I think that's, I think that's what it's going to be for me. Let me ask you this, Craig, since you're on the Niners, what side of the total do you like?
1: Uh, what is the 40,
0: total? F- 46 and a half currently.
1: I'm going to take the under.
0: Yeah. And I think
1: I'm going to say, I'm going to say like, you know, Niners, you know, Niners 23 Eagles 17 type of game.
0: And I think that's essentially the best piece of gambling advice that we could give for this podcast. Um, which is, if you like the Niners, bet the Niners with the under. Yep. If, you, if you like the Eagles, you're taking the Eagles with the over because there's going to be a little bit more scoring in the Eagles style of, of, of game, I think. I, I I think that's that's the way it's going to go because I'm, I'm going Eagles with the over. And if you're going Niners with the under, we're basically trying to predict game script here. And those are the two styles of game that I think are, are going to happen, right? I I. I I mean, maybe that's simplistic analysis, but I, I just I okay. feel like that's that's the way it's going to go. What do you think, Billy?
2: Brock Purdy's not winning if it's an air show, right? Like, I mean, it, yeah. it, this becomes uh, everybody scoring every drive. I, I don't think that the Niners are going to be able to win. They're going to need to get some stops on defense, and they're going to need to really slow the game down. Now, if the Niners win, I think you're going to see they had a lot of time of possession, eight-minute drives. Uh, that they just kept getting third and two, third and two, third and two, and then they end up winning the game. And that's that's the vision I'm guessing Craig is seeing, which is entirely possible.
0: Yeah. Uh, so officially I'm on the Eagles and the over. Craig, it sounds like you're on the Niners and the under, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. All that's, right. that's where I'm at. Fair enough. Uh, Billy, what? Uh, You're on the Eagles minus the two and a half. And uh, what side of the total do you like?
2: Yeah. I'm going to take the over there. Because, yeah, I think San Francisco is going to get their 21 points. And I think the Eagles are going to win. So, let's – I think it will be the over.
0: All right. Uh, My favorite bet for this game, George Kittle anytime touchdown is is my favorite. Yeah. uh, favorite one. He hasn't gotten the end zone yet in the playoffs, and I think I think he breaks through in this game. So I, I like George Kittle anytime touchdown in this one.
1: I'm Debo Samuel for that bet.
0: Okay. Well, I like the over, so they can both go and score for. All I like right. Like I've been horrendous with the sides. This well, not horrendous. I've been even money with the sides, but the totals I've been doing. I've been turning a profit on the totals uh, this playoffs, which is unusual for me, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um. All right, so I'll mark, I'll mark us down for that. So George Kittle anytime for Matt. Craig is going Debo Samuel anytime touchdown. Billy, what's your favorite uh, bet for this one off the top of your head?
2: I mean, it's it's not the payout you want, but I don't see a way that San Francisco plays this game and you don't see McCaffrey in the end zone, right?
0: Okay, so you're going McCaffrey anytime TD. Uh, you're going Craig's going Debo. And you are saying run CMC. Okay. All right. Any touchdown. Okay. Uh, Moving on to the AFC Championship game. Uh, A game wildly different in terms of how the line has gone throughout the week. Holy God, Um, line open up, Bengals plus three, which the Sharps immediately hammered within 30 seconds of that line going up plus three, immediately hammered that uh, down to Bengals plus one. Um, I'm curious as to what the pie chart was for the Sharps uh, in terms of how much they knew Mahomes was compromised with the ankle ankle injury versus um how much they just thought that the Bengals could just straight up friggin' win the game uh i i, I wish i could pick one of the one of the people who makes their living doing that uh, brain on this but my guess is it's got to be at least 50/50 that there or like a large chunk of that i would imagine was the fact that they just saw uh, Mahomes hobbling around to the point where Chad Henney had to play for a series and that there might have been a strong possibility that that Chad Henney was going to be starting this game for the Chiefs. Um, It got so bad that we, we left Sunday night with it being Bengals plus one, but by the time it was Tuesday morning, it was Bengals minus two and a half. Bengals, it didn't get the full three, but the Bengals got all the way to minus two and a half as a road favorite in the AFC Championship game. And then a couple more days go by, and we slowly see more footage of Mahomes at uh, practice. We see Mahomes in interviews, not limping. We see him not in a walking boot, and up to the point where this morning it was announced that he is going to start uh, the game. Although I would have, uh, you know, I would have bet my first, uh, I would have bet my child that uh, Mahomes was at least going to start this football game. There's no way uh, that that wasn't going to happen. But ever since then. So we went from Bengals plus three all the way to Bengals minus two and a half. And we've gone all the way back to the other way to Chiefs minus two. So we have seen, uh, what, five and a half and then back four and a half. So we've seen ten points of movement in this football game throughout the week going back and forth. Which is just insane uh, for a, a conference championship game. But here we are, Kansas City Chiefs minus two Bengals, uh, getting the plus two on the road. Uh, totals forty-seven and a half. Bengals fans are feeling themselves, man. They they the the, the, the mayor of Cincinnati is. Uh, you know, uh, making videos saying we should check uh, Mahomes' birth certificate because we think Joe Burrows is daddy. They're, you know, giving out people to the keys. They're giving people the keys to the city. Uh, the Bengals fans seem to think this is a foregone conclusion that they're just going to go into, into Kansas City and get this W. Uh, Eli Apple's talking all sorts of junk on Twitter. Uh Joel Burrow is that dude, but I'll say the Bengals and their fans, they're writing a lot of checks that their asses are. are, We're going to see if they can cash them this weekend. Uh, Craig, what are your thoughts on this one with the Chiefs currently laying two?
1: I want the Bengals. I know that their quarterback is healthy, and I don't know if I know that about Kansas City. Um, I think that the Bengals' defensive staff has done uh, a good job with game planning for this team Uh, the last few times they've matched up here. Um, I think that the Bengals defense is uh, going to be far and away the best one that the uh, the Chiefs have played so far because they're a lot better than Jacksonville. Uh, the Bengals defense might be the best one in the uh, maybe other than Baltimore, the best one in the AFC playoffs. It's certainly, better than Kansas City. So, uh, I, I I want uh, the Bengals in this game. I think they're better, and I think their quarterback's healthier.
0: Cincinnati, 13-5 uh, and five against the spread, and th- th- this game has got the biggest discrepancy we're going to have all season between teams uh, against the spread. Cincinnati, 13-5 and five against the spread. Kansas City, 6-11-1. Now, a lot of that has to do with we've beat, uh, beat this dead horse um, to the tune of a, a pretty significant profit this year um, of the Chiefs never covering the high lines. Case in point, last week, they did not cover the 8.5 against the Jaguars thanks to that uh, just... Delicious last-second field goal, uh, spread-covering field goal by the uh, by the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, reminiscent of the old Lisa Simpson line of the Jaguars who were a uh, <laughs> Jaguars who were a nine and a half point dog, but down by ten, kicked a meaningless field goal to cover the spread. Uh, DVOA wise, these teams are four and five. The Chiefs slightly better than the Bengals uh, in the four spot. You're right, Craig. This is tough. The Bengals have owned, hence why their fan base is just going in with with just all sorts of cockiness and and bravado heading into this matchup. I'm going to go the other way, and I'm going to root for the Andy Reid Bowl two weeks from now with the Eagles Chiefs Super Bowl. And I'm going to lay the two with the Chiefs. The problem for me is... No matter what side you're betting, you're not getting the best of the number. I guess I guess you're getting the the, the Bengals slightly reduced at the plus two right now instead of the opened up plus three. Um, I don't like the Chiefs plus two, so I think I think I I had the Chiefs as a pick 'em on some tickets, which I like because I got it when it was available to, to, at a pick 'em, but wasn't able to get them when they were a favorite. And feel like I missed out on the Bengals. So, I don't know. I guess I'm laying the two with the Chiefs. I don't feel great about it. I just think that the Chiefs are going to be somewhat embarrassed about what happened last year against these guys. And quite frankly, they kind of should be. It is in Arrowhead, which has been a tough place to win. Although the Bengals have gone in there and done it. And I just can't see the Bengals being 5-0 and against the Mahomes uh, Chiefs when this is all said and done. So, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go... Chiefs beat the Bengals, and then I'm going to hope that there's a rubber match next year between these two teams for a third straight AFC Championship game because I think that would be, uh, I think that would be pretty great uh, storyline and narrative wise because I like both these teams. So I'm on the Chiefs. Craig's on the Bengals. Billy falls to you once again as the tiebreaker, my man. Uh,
2: this time I'm taking the visitor. Let's go Bengals. I-, I think the Bengals defense will be good enough to slow Kansas City a couple times. I worry about this Kansas City defense against the Bengals. Joe Burrow has been phenomenal. It's I, I don't think they're going to make short work of them like they did with Buffalo. I don't think they're as dominant as that game made them seem. Uh, but this this offense is firing on all cylinders, and the defense can get it done every once in a while. I think you're going to see the over in this one. I think you're going to see lots of points, and therefore I think the Kansas City defense will drop the ball and the Bengals end up winning.
0: One of the things the Chiefs have got to watch that footage, and I realize it was snowy and whatnot, but how many times did the Bengals have, or how many times did the Bills have specifically Jamar Chase, but a couple times some of the other guys like there was just so much poor tackling by the Bills, especially on third down, man. Like like, like Burrow was throwing the ball short of the yard, uh, short of the, the, the sticks on third down a few times in that divisional matchup against the Bills, and then the Bills just could not make tackles. And some of that was the Bengals guys were making a miss because they're damn good, but oh, there were a lot of missed tackles by the Bills in that one. So the Chiefs will have to clean that up for sure. Um, why do I like the under in this game? <laughs> I like the Chiefs and I like the under. What a, what a weird human being I am. I You guys are... The more I talk it, I talk or the more I think it over and I'm talking about it with you guys, I don't not sure if I'm I'm confident about my Chiefs minus two position, but I think I'm going to stick with it for the sake of just not attempting to overthink myself. But God, I, I just I I just I have a hard time realizing that like feeling like the the Bengals are going to go five and zero against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are just too good for that sort of thing, and then. Although you do got to think that the Bengals will do a little bit uh, better job of covering, uh, or they'll at least attempt to cover Travis Kelsey, right? Like Unlike <laughs> the Jaguars. That was, that was a, what a weird strategy that was by the Jaguars. We'll just leave Kelsey open. Um, Total-wise, what do you feel about this one, Craig? Bengals, or the Bengals Chiefs is 47 and
1: a half. I'm going to take the under.
0: Yeah, because... Yeah, if you look at it in total, you're basically hoping for you need 49 points at some point. Like the key number in this one would be 49, which is what? That's seven touchdowns. So you need seven touchdowns in this in this game. Or am I am I multiplying yeah, that right? It's seven, it's right? Yeah. I
1: think like the, the the like look. There have been some high scoring games in these two teams, but the Chiefs' offense has had some some rough times against this Bengals defense.
2: Few
0: few clockers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm on the under as well, Billy. What uh, what total do you like in this one? Give me the over.
2: I think there's points. All right. Okay. So Billy's need not apply.
0: He's going double over, which uh, I don't know. Sounds like a recipe for disaster, but <laughs> you never know. Manza, Manza. He's a he's a wishful thinker. I like it. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to say about either of these two games before we get out of here? Yeah, uh, that doesn't sound like it. Uh, Craig, no, what would I, be... I,
1: just, I, I don't think there's a bad Super Bowl matchup in the bunch. I think yeah. No.
0: I mean, these are... We mentioned it earlier. There's the uh, four... Uh, they're, 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 these are four of the top five teams in DVOA. So, yeah. What would be... The one with the juiciest storyline, though, is Eagles Chiefs, right? With the Andy Reid bull? Yeah. Is that, is that yeah, the juiciest? I- yeah, Chiefs Niners would be good because that's a rematch of a couple I, years ago.
2: I love the uh, idea of Brock Purdy playing in the Super Bowl. I think is, is just a great story.
0: Yeah, that's true. Be- Bengals Niners, you'll be able to replay all those that the Montana Boomer uh one from back in the day, because there's that one. You can bring up all the story, like Boomer going, "I'm going to Disneyland," and then losing the game. And the old Joe Montana, "Hey, let's go see John Candy." The one with the the one that just has no story, no storyline, but would still be good is Bengals Eagles. Right? There's not a lot of I can't I can't think of any Bengals Eagles. A lot of history. history. There, but that's
1: fine. Yeah. That was, that was fun teams. To watch.
2: Quarterback yeah. In this, of these four teams, oldest quarterback what? Twenty Mahomes. 27?
1: Mahomes was twenty seven.
2: Yeah. 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 You so. gotta
0: keep them young. You would think. Uh, yeah, these are, these are these are great matchups. Um, yeah, in the NFL. Yeah, the NFL. No need for the NFL to make sure that, that it goes one way. That's for sure. Uh, Bengals Chiefs. What's your favorite bet of Bengals Chiefs, Craig? Uh, I don't
1: know. What's the what? what what's Kansas City's total?
0: Ah, uh, oh, that's a great question. Let me find that for you. Ah, uh, score bet. I did not have... Would have been smart of me to have that in front of me. I want to say it was like 23 and a half. But don't quote me on that. I'm still trying to bring it up here. Let me see. It'll be easier if I can bring it up on my phone, actually. Ah, uh, here I am tap dancing for a couple of seconds as I... Well, let's
1: just, if it's, if it's, you know, let's just say it's, you know, 24 or something, I'd still take the under. Yeah.
0: So you're going, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're just going Basically the game will be somewhat similar to what the, uh, the Bengals did to, uh, the bills last week. Yeah. God, it's just, man, how many times can they just keep doing things on the road?
1: I mean, they Joe... won. They won. They won two road playoff games last year. one an arrow. Yeah, I know. I'm to...
0: just saying. I'm just saying. It's uh, it's it's so crazy to to say that they're they're, they're keeping it up, right? Is the uh, is what it is. You'd think that it would uh, it would it would eventually kind of stop there. All right, here we go. Chiefs uh, 23 and a half is uh, the Chiefs total points right now. A little bit of juice on the over. So you're uh, does that one point make a difference for you there uh, over my
1: uh... – No. Nope. Give me the nope. – uh,
0: other... So you like the Chiefs under 23-and-a-half is Craig's favorite bet. I kind of – I don't mind that either, even though I, I went with the Chiefs uh, uh, Chiefs under 23-and-a-half. Um I'm just gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go chase anytime touchdown. I'm going back to the anytime TD. What about you, Billy? What's your face? Uh, what's your favorite bet for uh, Bengals Chiefs?
2: You know what? I I think Joe Burrow runs one in.
0: Okay, I like that. So Burrow rushing TD. The old. Uh you QB sneak from the one. You know I love my one yard touchdowns in playoff time. <laughs> like that's that's my favorite one. Uh all right. So that is our uh, we got a, we got a few uh, fun ones for fun recommendations for you to join us with on uh, championship weekend. Uh that is it for this week. Crossover podcast available at the crossword podcast.com, Facebook.com slash crossover podcast, and uh iTunes please rate and subscribe five stars only. We're also on uh, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher and pretty much any podcatcher that you're out that uh, is out there we should be on. And if we're not, hit us up and we'll see about getting on those. Please leave us a review on any of the uh Things that you happen to listen to us on that uh, goes a long way uh, to help and grow this podcast. And uh, as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. Uh, this is the second podcast we did this week. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, go back and uh, we we did an episode yesterday with Mac and uh, Bill Martin who uh, came on to discuss what might happen at tomorrow night's Royal Rumble, or by the time you're listening to this, probably tonight's Royal Rumble. So if you're a wrestling fan, go back and uh, check that one out. We we, uh, made a few predictions and uh, discussed the state, the current state of wrestling and uh, what's going on with the WWE behind the scenes, but also we made some bets. And uh, I'm one to listen to because I had uh, Ronda Rousey at 15 to one to win the Rumble last year and to win the women's Rumble last year. And that cashed. So, uh, I, am I am the premier, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say it. I am the premier wrestling gambling advice podcast right here. So there it is. There's nobody better than Matt Pierce at, uh, wrestling, uh, gambling advice. So there it is. And I have no inside information. So, uh, there it is. Uh, Craig, Bill, as always, pleasure doing this with you guys. Um, We probably won't be back next week unless something just so unbelievably insane happens. Uh, It would have to be like 23 or 28 to 3 a Jace uh, in one of these games that I I just have to have you guys on to to discuss and be like, that was totally wicked. But uh, other than that, we'll likely take the week off and then come back uh, the week after with our Super Bowl mega preview gambling podcast. That's one of our favorite podcasts of the year. Uh, So good luck to all the Bengals, Chiefs, Niners, and Eagles fans out there. Good luck to everybody gambling on this game. Take care, and we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast.